Hello, this is Podcast Lainey. I just wanted to let you know our podcast is going to be about domestic violence in teens and in adults, and there will be some sensitive issues. So I hope everyone enjoys the show. Welcome to another episode. I am doing, um, this is going to be called uh, Domestic Violence in Adults and Teens. And I actually have a special guest from California. And her name is? Sochi Castillo. And she's going to tell us a little bit about what she went through as a teen. And actually, her parents really didn't know about this until later. Um, first of all, I want to ask you the first question was how old were you when it started? I was 16 years old when it all began, when I first met him. And did you know right off the bat that he had tendencies or did he, when did he actually show signs that he was being an aggressor? It started about a year after we got together. I think he got too comfortable and he started showing another side of him that I didn't know at the beginning that he, I never even knew he was like that until about a year into the relationship that he was pretty aggressive and violent. Really? Yeah. Now, now did, did he do it first as in um, mentally or was it right off started physically after a year? At first, it started off more mentally. It was more of a, he knew what to say to get to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out with, if I tried to leave or if I wanted to break up with him, it was, I'm going to go kill myself. I'm going to go uh, get locked up. I'm going to uh, hurt myself or somebody else, and you're not going to see me anymore. And so me thinking, I don't want that on my conscience or in my hands, I stayed because I was like, I don't want him to do something to hurt somebody else or himself and me have to live with him in my life. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, The next question was, um, now, how long, I mean, were you like to the point where in that year you are already had deep feelings for him? Like, I don't want to leave him, even though I know that he has these things and he's doing this to me. Now, how did you go? How did you deal with that and not telling anybody, but maybe, I don't know if you told your inner circle, but how did you cope with that mentally? Um, honestly, it started changing me. I started reacting and I think that's where it got to the point where it was toxic because he would do something and I would respond to it and then it would just be a whole cycle of violence. Um, Like, uh, for example, he had a tendency of holding me in one place if I didn't want to talk to him. Like, I'd ask him, you know, leave me, give me space. I need to Mm -hmm. breathe. I need to think. And I'm one of those people that need space in order to just calm themselves down. And he Mm -hmm. wouldn't. He'd be like, no, you're going to talk to me. You're going to stay here until you talk to me. And it got to the point where if I tried to walk away, he would slam me on the floor and pin me down until I talked oh. to him. And right. so 
at that point, my flight, my fight or flight instinct would kick in and I would try to fight him off. And I'm like, you know, leave me alone. Like, you can't be doing this to me. You need to mm-hmm. back up. And when he wouldn't, then I would start to push him off. And that's when he would start uh, biting me. He would, uh, try to, yeah, he would try to choke me. Um, and so finally, I would just follow the game. So just so he would get off me because I was afraid that at one point he would do something to the point where I wouldn't even be here anymore because I was wow. scared that he was going to kill me. And so um, eventually I just started uh, just following along just so that we wouldn't get to a point where it would get so violent and scared, scary. And sometimes I think about it and it makes me angry because, you know, my sister witnessed most of it too. And she was only mm-hmm. eight or nine years old. And mm-hmm. so, and that's, that's really sad that she had to witness that from her older sister who, you know, is supposed to be somebody she could look up to. Right. So, Oh my gosh, that's really deep stuff. I didn't know you went through, that's scary. At least you tried to fight back though. That was a good thing. Um, um, how, like, do you blame yourself for anything of that nature when you were in that relationship? Like, it's my fault, meet him angry or, you know, when things would go down. At the beginning, I did. I was thinking that, you know, it was my fault that I was doing something wrong, that I was, you know, causing the reactions. But then at the end, I was like, you know what, this isn't even normal. Like, these are his reactions to things that are happening, and he doesn't know how to react the right way. Mm-hmm. So then I just let it go. I was like, you know what, I I tried, I tried to be the person that I am, and I ended up switching over into something that was not even who I was anymore at the end um I had friends call me tell me like you know you're not the same anymore you're Mm -hmm. different and I started losing a lot of weight I was um I was never big but at that point I was I was weighing like 132 where I used to weigh at least Mm -hmm. 150 140 yeah but a lot of weight and even my demeanor changed um if people knew me back then they knew you know I was kind of wild I was a bit frustrated <laughs> and at the end with him it was like I wasn't even myself I was right. always constantly watching what I was saying because anything would trigger a fight like if I tried to joke around it was oh why are you doing that why are you saying that you're just saying that because you have your friends with you and I'm like no this is me this is how I react and how I, you know, how I am. And mm-hmm. to him, it was like, no, you're just showing off. And I'm like, okay, well, if that's what you think. So at the he end, was I was trying to control you. Yeah. So it got to the point where I didn't even want to say anything because I was afraid that he would just flip. And so I, I just kept quiet. I became different to who I was and hiding everything and just oh, being wow. so at me. Right. And and how far in the relationship did you uh, get pregnant? How long were you together after that? Like, or in that time frame? We were together for about three years. It was from December 9th of 2009, where we started dating, and it ended until December 14th of 2012. 
Wow. Yeah. That's a, a bit, long time. Yeah. I really Did you him. have to go through that with the baby too, there being present? Was he still that way when the baby came? Well, at the time that I got pregnant, he actually got another girl pregnant. Yeah. Merced. And uh, so he was actually going bouncing between her and I. And wow. he was where he was living with her too mm -hmm. and uh, telling her I love you and, you know, being like a boyfriend to her when in reality he shouldn't have but mm -hmm. he didn't that. he actually wanted to keep both of us and move us both into one house and just be like in a <laughs> sister <laughs> wife yeah, I'm like no dude you're crazy like what's wrong with you yeah and, that's uh not reality <laughs> yeah and so that's what he wanted and so I kept telling him you know it's either her or I but you can't be doing this I'm not gonna put up with this and honestly it got to the point where my mom was seeing signs I think well one time she actually did see that I had a big bite mark on my back from that that he left me and that's when they started realizing that there was more going on than than I was telling right. and so um at the point where I was pregnant and everything um I was going through a bad uh rocky thing with my mom where she I was actually really really pissed at me for being pregnant by him uh -huh. And I got to the point where it was always her talking down on me and calling me like a slut and a whore and mm -hmm. saying that I feel old and everything. And so I had a lot of depression through that. And um, so I was dealing with the other girl's pregnancy, him and my mom. And so it got to the point where I was thinking, you know what, if if I can't live like this anymore. And I actually contemplated many, many times on committing suicide because I was done. I was emotionally, physically, and uh, mentally drained. Right. And, um, yeah, so it start, that's what I think when my depression started, when everything was going on, and it just got hard. And sorry. It's okay. I mean, you let it out. They need to hear it. People need to hear this stuff. This is... You should be just a teen worrying about your life, you know, getting started. And you have adult stuff on your back. Yeah. You know, like you shouldn't have to deal with that at your age. You should just be a kid. Yeah. And you, you weren't. You're being a full-grown adult fast. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I didn't know all this stuff. Yeah, a lot of people don't. I don't really talk about it because it, it just triggers a lot of... Um, Right. I hope I did. I hope this doesn't trigger anything, but this is this is an awareness thing, sweetheart. You're gonna help other people that do listen because we all have kids, and we yeah. want to know that we want to be able to see signs or even ask them how their day was or who you're hanging out with, who you're dating, because yeah. we don't sometimes. We just think that our kids got it. You know what I mean? But sometimes we need a little bit of help. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's oh my true. Gosh. So go ahead and continue. Oh, and um, so I forgot where he was. <laughs> you were saying about you were so fed up with a lot of stuff that you had contemplated suicide at that time. Yeah. Um, I really, really wished I was dead. Um, I even had plans on how I would do it. Um, but then I would realize, you know, I have a a son coming. My first right. born. Um. And so I thought I couldn't do that because I was already pregnant with him and 
I didn't want to leave him with his dad, honestly. Right. I, it's one of my worst fears because right. um, his dad is schizophrenic bipolar. Uh-huh. So I was Does he take of care that he, of that? He's supposed to take medicine, but he doesn't really like to take it because he says that the way it makes him feel. So sometimes he'll go days or weeks without his meds. And um, so I don't know if that is a reason why he's the way he is. Probably. But enough, it's to the point where I don't even want him near my son at all. Um, right. He hasn't seen him in about three years going on February. So that's, I mean, that's something that I, I'm glad for only because, and a lot of people say that it might be bad, but honestly, with the way I lived with him and how he was, I I fear for my son. And that's one of my biggest things that I have. So right. it's not that I want to keep him from his dad. It's just, I want him to be older so he understands yeah. why I'm doing the things I am. Right. So, uh, supervised, yeah, he can definitely be there, but I always make sure that it's in a public place because I'm afraid of him. Honestly, I am. Right. Well, if he doesn't, if you know he's not regulating his meds, do you know he's not going to be okay? Yeah. And, and that's okay for you to feel that you don't want him around your, your child, their, your guys's child because he's unpredictable. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. If, you know, cause I take meds and I know when I'm off my meds and it's not okay, but I'm not schizophrenic either. Schizophrenic is a little bit, um, I think more severe to have bipolar and, and schizophrenia. That's probably more severe than what I have. So but I can only imagine. Um, now, your mom noticed the signs when, how long was it after, like, was it when you were pregnant with your son? Yeah, it was. And that was three years or two and a yeah. half? Two and a half, because I got pregnant at the beginning of our third year together. So yeah, about two years. Yeah, wow, it took that long. Yes, to see anything. But now you're happy, though. You got through it, correct? Yes, I'm so glad. <laughs> after he left, after he walked out, it was like I could breathe again. I was free. Right. Like It was so different. It was like with him being there, it was like always constantly negative. Um, like I, I couldn't breathe. I was just held down. And just when he left, I was... I was so happy. I was, right. I didn't even miss him. Honestly, I, I didn't even miss him. <laughs> I was like, you're gone. I'm, sa I'm good. I'm safe. And I honestly right. don't need you. I, it was, it was a good feeling. And so, yeah, he would ask me, do you miss me? And I'm like, honestly, I said, no, because <laughs> we're like that. You know what they say? You don't know what you have until you're gone. They're gone. Mm -hmm. And it was like, dude, you're gone, and I'm better off. I, right. I'm so glad that you're not even here anymore. Right. And that's well, that's good. I'm glad that you um, survived that. Some most people just kind of, you know, check out. That's a lot of stuff to take in. Um, with my situation as adult, I didn't. I wasn't around domestic violence. And when you're in it, you're in it. It's like you're stuck in it. Yeah. Totally know what that means. But now that I'm older, I have forgiven the person. Um, I try to keep cordial. 
you know, we just had a talk the other day and, and we decided we're just going to be cool. And he's trying to get help, which is fine. If he's trying to help himself, then that's, I'm cool with that. If you're not trying to help yourself and make the situation better, what you've done in the past, then, then we have a problem. We won't, we cannot connect, you know, properly, but I see that this person is trying. So that makes it better for me and to trust them a little bit more actually with our son. So I kind of know what you mean. Once you're in it, you already attach to that person and you don't know how to detach yourself. You're kind of drowning. Yeah. And I was in that situation and as an adult, but my mom saw the signs because they got to meet him. They knew how he was. They just knew the vibe off he gave. And I didn't, I was like, you know, at first I was like, no, he's good. And then it was like, Oh, well I have faith in him. I'm the only one that has faith in him and I'm going to make him better. Yeah. yeah, I didn't make him better. <laughs> it no, you tried, but there's when they can't help themselves, you can't help them. Right. And that's one of the things I would always tell him. I can't help you if you can't help yourself. Right. And that's true because everything is, you know, mentally, if you say I can, you will. But uh -huh. if you keep saying I can't and I won't, then obviously right. you won't. You, what a lot of people don't realize is you're your own worst enemy mm -hmm. and that's where that's, it that's where that's, it all is that is so true um mm -hmm. I had looked at statistics like online we talked about this the other day they um there was like uh 33 percent of teens um who are um in violent relationships never tell anybody and then there was like 81 of the parents don't even um they can't even see the signs or the you know actions that are happening to their child it's all in the 80s, pretty much. Um, some say they can detect it. Some people can't. So honestly, it's harder with uh, a teens, like I had told you earlier, is that we don't see the boyfriend or the girlfriend or, you know, what kind of partner you have to really know the vibe because you guys are all hanging out at the mall or something or you're not bringing them home, you know, because yeah. you're not going to marry them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like we're clueless and we we think our kids are strong enough to tell us, but they're really not. They're scared because first they have an attachment to that person. Second, you're just going to parents seem to be overbearing, like how you said your mom was about being pregnant early in age and this and that. We seem to be we judge our kids fast because we honestly we're probably freaking out inside. We don't know what to tell you guys, but in negative. Learn. Yes, yes. And, and which is you did. And look at you now. I mean, you're married. You have like four kids, right? Yes. And four you boys. are getting your, your realtor license. You are prospering into a beautiful, strong woman that you are. And that's really awesome, Sochi. I'm glad that you came on this show. This I know I'm not going to keep you long. I know you got the kids there. But um I always make a short video. I don't do this whole thing an hour. No one's going to sit there for an hour. <laughs> uh, we don't want to make it too sappy or sad, but we just wanted to make an awareness of that. It's not only in adults, people that these teens are suffering too. And that I think that we need to keep a close eye on our kids, not overbear them, but just maybe be a little more friendly to know what's going on in their lives. Because, 
you know, sometimes they feel like they're lost and they can't tell nobody and they can't even tell their parents. And I don't want that for my kid, you know, and I, and I can only imagine what you were going through. That was, that's, that was intense for me to hear, <laughs> to be honest. I didn't know. And I knew you as a kid when you were younger and you yes. really put the face on, you really did. I didn't know you were going through this, sweetheart. And I am so sorry, but I am so proud of you. You have grown into an amazing woman and um, you just keep on striving and know that, you know, I didn't want you on the show because I, I know you. I want you on the show because I want you to speak out and, and tell your story because you are important. Your life's important. Your children are important and you are loved. Okay. Yeah. You're making me cry because you're like my own kid. You know, you grew up with my son. So I think that this show will hopefully reach a lot of people because you are living proof. You, you survived a very traumatic thing yeah. and it could have ended up really badly. So, and you, and mind you, in all that stuff, you still fought. You fought yeah. back still. You were honorary enough to still fight back. See, I didn't do that. I fought a little bit, but I bowed down most of the time. And and you didn't. You still kept on fighting. That's the difference. So that makes you a very strong person. And I can tell because you are, you're going to be a real estate. Come on, agent. Come on. That's awesome. You got to know that I am very proud of you and that actually I, I hope people listen to this and look up to you and know that you're, you're not alone and that you could talk to somebody. So um, do you have anything else you would like to tell anybody that if they go through this and what to do or like don't hold it in or even when you're getting abused, don't bow down. Yeah. It's, I mean, I know it's hard. And honestly, you know, as a teenager that went through it, um, even if it's hard, talk to your parents, let them know what's going on, no matter what, even if you feel like you can't reach out to them, let them know, because it's better that they know to prevent something. And even if they tell you, you know, they're not good for you or anything, and you feel like they're wrong, listen, parents know. <laughs> Parents do know, even though we don't want to be like, oh, you don't know, you, you know, you're, you don't know what I'm feeling. It's like, no, trust me, you know, actually, my mom even told me that her first husband was violent with her. Uh, she yeah. actually survived uh, domestic violence, too. Wow. And in Mexico. So she was actually 15 when she got married. Wow. And so um, there's that. And so she knows, she knows. And um but like I said, I was good at hiding it. Right. And she didn't. But um, definitely talk to your parents. For the parents, listen. Listen to your kids. Let them know that, you know, even though you're their parent and, you know, you're the authority, they have a friend in you that, you know, let them know, hey, you know, if they come up to you, hey, mom, you know what? I need a friend. And um, that's actually one of the things I want to instill in my my kids that even though you know sometimes I am kind of strict on them and I'm not afraid to spank their butt that you know, <laughs> they can come to me when they need to talk I don't I'd rather have my sons you know show emotions than uh be hiding stuff from me that you know that could potentially harm them I want them right. to know that you know to me 
their life matters above anybody else's, even though, you know, it's not something you should say, but you know what? I gave birth to them. I was there when they were born. You know, I, I I want them to be around forever. And if Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, do what I have to do, then you know what? I'm going to do it because I don't want them to go through what I did. Mm -hmm. And they say girls suffer more, but also the boys do too, because Mm -hmm. there's that step where they're supposed to be a certain person and be all macho and whatever not. But honestly, you know, in this day and age, it's, it's not even worth that, that stereotype because, you know, everybody suffers, everybody feels emotions Mm -hmm. and nobody should take advantage of that ever, ever, Mm -hmm. ever in their life. So definitely reach out, even if it's not to a parent, to a teacher, to to a confident person that you feel like you know you can trust them. Mm-hmm. Let them know. And if you have to involve authorities, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it because there was actually at one point where he held me actually on the streets, and a lady actually stepped in and called the cops. And really? yeah, and because I was crying and I was begging him to let me go and he wouldn't. And so he would, he, he only left me alone when the cops came. Wow. Yeah. If not, if it weren't for them and even the police told me, they told me, you know, you could press charges for that because it's called wrongful imprisonment. Uh-huh. It's against your will. It's called wrongful imprisonment. Uh-huh. And I didn't know that. Right. Until that, I was 17 when he did that. And he told me, he, and the police told me, you don't have to put up with that. And right. and I still did. My <laughs> that happened, you know. I, it's, it's called better woman syndrome, okay? We do yeah. go back. So yeah. I, I totally understand that part. I've been there, done that. So, But, you know, I'm glad you got to tell your story. And um, we're going to close here. Because uh, Sochi needs to get back, I'm sure. <laughs> Those <laughs> boys keep her. <laughs> so, um, thank you for being on this show, and um, uh, I hope you have a Merry Christmas and uh, a great Happy New Year. And um, we'll talk soon. I love you. Okay. you <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. What I say, my slogan is, you have one life to live. Make it count. You count. You matter. I hope everyone has a blessed day.